Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. Do you feel the need, the need for speed? Somehow it just sounds different when I say that, doesn't it? <laughs> That's right, today we're talking Top Gun Maverick, the exciting new film starring Tom Cruise, this breakout new star who's really gonna be big someday. If you don't know Tom Cruise by now, I don't know where you've been for the past 40 years. Today I'll be joined by my Newsweek colleague, Naveed Jamali, author of the book, How to Catch a Russian Spy, who stood in for me to speak with one of the stars of Top Gun Maverick, Jay Ellis, because you really don't want me asking questions about airplanes. I mean, all I know about airplanes is that the seat should be a lot bigger. But Naveed is brilliant. He's a former intelligence officer and Navy veteran. And as you'll hear in his conversation with Jay, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to the G-Force this and the jet cruise thingy that. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's not my world. But Top Gun is a favorite of his. He's the best person in Newsweek's arsenal of talent to dive into what it means to really fly a fighter jet. For more on Naveed, follow his work at Newsweek.com, of course, listen to his Declassified podcast on Newsweek, and watch this really great new web series he's doing called Unconventional, where he will speak with service members working in the intersection of tradition and technology. It's really cool. Watch this exclusively at Newsweek.com. You can find also all the relevant links to everything that's being mentioned in this episode in the show notes. So go on, grab a snack, because I'll be right back with my buddy Naveed and, of course, Jay Ellis from Top Gun Maverick. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to have Naveed Jamali on to tell me about his interview with Jay Ellis from Top Gun. Hello, Naveed. Hey, so great to be here. The the circumstances of events that led to you interviewing Jay is so funny because you don't normally interview celebrities, do you? I do not. No. You are you are the military man, the Navy man, the air. Well, you're every you're all you're all of the military man oh. at Newsweek here, right? You do all of that. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. <laughs> so what was what was it like being asked to do your first sort of celebrity interview? 
it was actually, you know, surprisingly, uh, we had a connection in that uh, Jay's father was was a veteran. He served in the yeah. Air Force. We were able to talk a little bit about that. He was lovely. He was perfectly down to earth. And, and of course, we talked about the movie. It was great. It was a wonderful experience. I mean, I you and I had talked before the interview sure. because I had admitted and maybe this is just, you know, my past. I don't know. Maybe it's who I am, but I'm not necessarily like an army top gun military mm. person. It's not it's not necessarily the movie I turn to. I'm more turned mm. to like the first wives club. That's more my beat. But whatever, you know, sure. I, I'm still game to see, you know, military men with their shirts off flying planes or whatever. They keep their shirts on when they fly planes, though, I believe. I think they tend to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's probably protocol. Um, but. So when so I knew you would be the perfect person to geek out on Top Gun Maverick. Totally. You saw the film. What do you think of the movie? You know, I actually really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it for one, you know, for a lot of reasons. But I think the thing that I keep coming back to is that for me, you know, when I was like nine or so when the first Top Gun came out and seeing this one, the opening sequence was almost a one-to-one -one for the opening sequence of the original Top Gun. And I just remember mm. actually being in the theater you know, people were like weirdly enough, like cheering and clapping. It was it really, was odd, yeah, it was an odd. People really got into it, and I have to say that opening sequence really like amped me up. So, but it connected me to my childhood, which I thought was probably why I enjoyed it so much. That's so interesting because when I watched it as a kid, I was responding to Kelly McGillis, which is like <laughs> probably not the intent of the film. I was like, look at her in her pencil skirts. Yes, Kelly McGillis. <laughs> that was my problem. Yeah. But I'm so glad. And the, Jay, the interview with Jay. Is, I mean, as people will listen just now, is so good. He was, he's, I mean, he's great in the film, right? Sure. He he was, and he was so, you know, I, I imagine he's doing, I'm number six of the 20 people that I asked him the same questions that entire day, but I felt like we had a, you know, he was, he was you could tell that he was into it. And in, in fact, later on, I spoke to um, one of the Navy pilots who was in charge of the whole thing uh, for oh. the Navy in terms of doing this. And you know, he talked about Jay Ellis specifically. Jay Ellis was one of the actors who, when they put him on a jet for the first time, he hopped down the ladder with just a big grin on his face and genuinely enjoyed flying. So, and you can tell that from his answers. Wow. Yeah, no, I will say your answers, I think I can pretty safely say, are not like other interviewers because you have the experience of knowing this world, of being in this world, of knowing people in this world, that your, your questions stood out and are totally different from the questions I probably would have asked Jay, which is probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I probably, you know, when you have a national security guy versus vice, uh, you know, in entertainment, that's yeah. what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was probably like, what, how did the suit fit? <laughs> like, which is the, and I mean, there is the experience of him working with Tom Cruise, which sure. is like, he, he talked about which blew, the thing that blew me away about Tom Cruise in his interview is that he said that they had to wait for Tom Cruise to fly himself. That's crazy. Yeah. He had to fly himself to the set. Yeah. So Tom Cruise, um, as I understand it, is a big aviation buff and has, yeah. you know, learned to fly and flies quite a few different planes. In fact, I believe in the movie itself is Tom Cruise flying one of his old World War II fighter planes in it. So insane. It is. Yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise and they were talking about this, this, the, you know, just to put in perspective, the syllabus, as they call it, for how they acclimated the, the actors to the to flying. Part of it, of course, was the Navy, but a good part of it was what Tom Cruise put together and was literally Tom Cruise flying people and actually getting them into different aircraft. This is well before they got into you know any Navy fighters. So Tom Cruise was pretty serious about the aviation. He was pretty wow. serious about them 
learning about aviation, also what it's like to just physically be in the cockpit. I'm going to say that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. He flew himself. I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily choose to that fly is myself a baller to move, set. Right? Yeah, it's a baller move, but I would also be like, mm, I'll take a yeah. private plane instead. Someone else can fly. I'll drink something. Listen, maybe we we both we both work for Newsweek. There's a 90% chance yeah. that our Uber receipts aren't going to be things. <laughs> Wait, no. So you this, <laughs> the same day that this is out today, yeah. obviously, you have uh, something exciting coming out on Newsweek. You spend some time with some Marines, which usually in my world, that would be a setup for a joke. But you actually <laughs> like you, you spent you have a new web series with Newsweek called yeah. Unconventional. Yeah, that's right. So, we, you know, we've been talking about this for quite some time and we're doing um, it's it's starting off as a web series. And uh, the first three episodes were, were the first one was shot with the Marines We're flying with them they were shooting rockets and it was wild at one point i was in a helicopter and the gun that they were firing actually blew the window out and i'm sitting there like oh my god and they're like Meh, it's just thursday for us it was a lot of fun uh next one is going to be on an aircraft carrier, and the third one is going to be on an air force b-52 bomber so we're super super excited and look we think about top gun one of the really cool things is to talk to the people that make this stuff happen and to humanize them and tell their stories so really grateful that newsweek is letting me do this and i'm super excited to you know, kind of geek out on this stuff. That is really exciting. And people, you can go to the, in the show notes, we'll have a link to that. Um, but also you can just go to newsweek.com and check it out for yourself as yeah. well. So should we get to the interview with Jay? Cause it's really great. Please. Let's go. This is Jay Ellis. Hey, so let's, uh, you know, if you don't mind, let's start off with a, with a really important question here. You know, Jay, I spent 10 years in the Navy and I got to tell go. you, thank you for your service, man. It was it was a joy, and there's a lot of adventure. And I gotta tell you, the first time that I remember walking onto the ramp and actually seeing an F-18 and seeing one of those birds start up, and like that engine, you feel it in your bones. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So I gotta ask you about the star of the movie, the planes, the jets. What was it like, just out of the gate, working around naval aviation? What did it feel like? What was I mean? Give me some give me some good sauce here. What was it like? Yeah, you know, my dad was in the Air Force when I was a kid, and um, there were a lot of days where I would get sent home from school, and I would ultimately have to go hang out in a hangar with my dad, who was a mechanic, while he worked on all these jets. And I just remember, like, looking at them, and, like, you know, they're so big and lean and powerful, and I remember just thinking, like, oh, this was the coolest thing possible. I think I was even getting in trouble in school <laughs> to get sent to go to my dad's hangar and have to watch him work. And then, you know, full circle, come around, you you find out about the audition, then you book the movie and you find out you're gonna be flying. And I remember we pulled on to North Island and like right behind this hangar that we were shooting at was like 10 F-18s, all Super Hornets, all lined up. And every single one of us lost it. It was <laughs> this thing of like, oh my God, they're real. Like we like are all touching them and like rubbing our hand down the side of them. Uh, it was it was amazing, man. Like, I think we all feel like, you know, I, I feel like a kid in a candy store and I'm literally eating all of the candy every single day. <laughs> and it didn't just stop there. Right. I mean, that was just the that was just the, you know, the beginning of the meal. Right. And I can totally envision North Island with those jets lined up. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was about. insane. I have this video that's like I have a video of me and Glenn boxing we like we were like working out in between takes and boxing with like five f-18s sitting behind you like it just became normal that we were in front of f-18s every single day which is wild to say 
It is remarkable. And it didn't stop there, right? So you didn't just get the box and see the Jets and like be on the flight line. You were actually in them. You were doing the one step beyond that. And again, like those air sequences, my goodness, they were amazing. What was it like to not just see the Jets, but fly in them to pull G's, to pull some serious G's? What was yeah. that like? Yeah, you know, you you get in the FAT. The whole process starts like two hours before you even get in a flight for us. We would do these briefs before the flight where we would talk about what we need to cap what what any given actor needed to capture for their flight, uh, what direction the sun needed to be in, the maneuvers they needed to be doing. We would do a big safety meeting. Uh, then we would get in this wooden thing called a buck that we called a buck, which was like a small wooden cockpit, and we would rehearse with our pilot uh, for these scenes that we had to go up there and do. And then from there, you're like thrown in a van, sent across the tarmac. You go in the PR shop, which is where these pilots keep all their gear, their helmets, their their flights, uh, their flights, um, G suits. Uh, they get dressed and then they walk out to the jets. They hop in them, and you know you crawl up the ladder and you're like, yes, we're about to go. Let's do this, baby. We're about to take off. I'm about to be a pilot, and you sit there for like 45 minutes. <laughs> And it's like all these safety yeah. checks and communications checks just to make sure you can get up in the air. Right. And the ground crews are amazing. Like what you what you kind of lose sight of because you're just thinking about the flying is all the people it takes to make this beautiful machine get up in the air and do all the amazing things that it does and support this pilot. So then finally you're pushed to the end of the, the runway and then it is just like, I mean, you are, it is a... I don't even, it's a jet, like it's a rocket, just literally flying down the runway, pops up in the air. You pull a couple G's as you like, you know, turn out of, turn out of air, uh, the, the air, the airport's airspace. And you just feel you're in this cockpit. It's wrapped around you. Your adrenaline is going, you're excited, you're scared. You, you also have all these cameras in front of you that you have to operate. You don't want to mess that up, but you also just want to fully like, take there were times where i would get in there and fully forget that i had to act because i was just so enamored with every single thing around me and like looking you know 100 270 degrees 180 degrees i guess like looking around me and seeing all that we were flying around it was it was insane like i, I don't even know how to explain it i guess it's probably what like someone feels like the first time they drive but like times 100 yeah there's i can only imagine and you know, you weren't just flying for fun. You're acting, which is watching the movie. It completely came through this, you know, this visceral. I mean, it's visceral, right? It's visceral acting. There is nothing more visceral that you can get being in a Hornet doing a, you know, six, seven hundred knots, pulling four or five G's, whatever you guys pulled. It showed. I mean, this was really talk about method acting. I mean, this was really you're 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 in that role, right? You're not just acting. You're filming. What was that like? I mean, this is completely different than I imagine most actors ever do flying the back of a horn and filming themselves and acting. Seven actors have done it. Amazing. Uh, and we are, we are of those seven actors. And, and you're right, man. Like it is, you know, most actors, you just stand in front of the camera, you hit your mark, you say a line, you're connected, somebody calls cut, you move on to the next thing, right? This is, you were up there operating the cameras, you're, you're clapping your hands for sound sync, for, for the sound department, you're, you know, you're checking your level of like sweat and your makeup and making sure you look good. Then you got your mask and your visor to make sure they're in the right place. Uh, any other props that may be in there with you. 
And then, you know, you also got to say some lines. <laughs> you also got to like, you know, manage these cameras and do all this stuff, say some lines. And oh, by the way, you have to tell your pilot to pull a maneuver on, you know, this specific line. I need you to dive and then like take us into a, a barrel roll or, or pull up and take us into a barrel roll or whatever it may be. And you're t you are telling someone who has spent their entire life training to fly this jet how to fly their jet so you can capture what you need to capture for the movie. Right. And they're so gracious with it and they love it. And they're like, yeah, I got you, no problem. And you're getting tossed around at the same time. It's just, there's nothing you can do to prepare for it except go through the Tom Cruise <laughs> school of flight. Like that's literally the <laughs> only way because of the way he trained us, you know, we were, we started out literally just getting comfortable in the air. And then all of a sudden it was, the endurance of being able to pull G's. And then from that, that came into, okay, cool. Now that you have that, now we have to add in performance and we have to add in this technical stuff in terms of making a film with yeah. the cameras and all the other things around you. And so it was like a, it was like a, 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 a film school, a flight school, a master class, like all wrapped into like <laughs> this cockpit. You know what I mean? Totally. And you know, we talk about the jets, we talk about Top Gun, you mentioned Tom. I mean, what was clearly Tom loves this stuff too. What was it like working with him on Top Gun? I mean, is he that into this stuff as much as you are? And does he geek out on this, on the Jets as well? Yeah, you know, I'll never forget when we started, Tom said, I just, I hope you guys, my hope is that you guys learn to love aviation the same way I love aviation when we're done with this movie. And I think every single one of us can say how much we love and appreciate aviation and the folks who fly us around the world every single day and the folks who fly in our military and our armed forces every single day. And yeah, man, like he, he, you know, when we started the movie, we overheard that Tom was like flying his plane from like, from across the country. This dude flew his own plane across by himself across the country in like a day that he, we were gonna then use that same plane in the movie at some point. And like, we were like, wait, what? Like he literally, he, he loves it so much was training for a classification while for another classification on a different type of uh, uh jet while we were filming the movie like he just never stops learning yeah um, and that's from film to you know again like aviation it's just this um it's inspiring man you you really see how much he loves going to work every single day and making great stuff but also giving people the space to be great no i mean it's clear that he loves this stuff. It comes to, and it's clear that you guys felt it too. Uh, you know, the original Top Gun, I'm sure you've seen it. You talked about your dad being a uh, mechanic in the Air Force. Growing up, could you ever envision yourself being in a, a modern day Top Gun? And I mean, what a chance, what an opportunity to, uh, did the original Top Gun like imprint on you? Did it have, do you have memories of it? Is it something that, you know, had an impact on your childhood as, as you as a young boy? Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, because my dad was in the Air Force, I remember the first time I saw the movie, I was like eight or nine years old, and we saw it on a theater on base in, in Austin, Texas. Uh, and uh, the theater was packed, and you have all these families in there, and you know, uh, so many people who support that, the, the aviation community, and pilots, and like so many people who were in there watching that film, and you could feel like you could feel like the everybody fist pumping at the same time. You hear the gasp when the guys eject. You see the tears when you find out Goose passed. Like there was this, 
this this community experience that was happening in the theater and i just remember like thinking i want to do that like whatever that is i'm trying to do that like that is where i want to be that is what i want to be doing and i hope to do it in a top gun movie um and all these years later to like actually be experiencing it feels crazy it is wild it is crazy. I'm in this movie. Like it, I, I flew in an F-18. Like, I can't believe it. Even watching it, I'm like, oh, that's me. I did that. It's just such a wild experience, man. Yeah, it, it definitely is like an imprint. You know, it definitely sticks with you. Tony Scott like, also created such a beautiful movie about a world we knew nothing about. And here we are, you know, all these years later, paying homage to that movie while also bringing it into where we are now. You're right. I mean, I think for many of us, that original Top Gun imprinted on us. It has, you know, it's one of those formative memories. I think a lot of, look, I joined the military. I got to say, I'm not ashamed to say it. The original Top Gun certainly played a, a big role in that eventual decision many, many years later. But the modern Top Gun, you know, with Maverick, it's clearly there's connectivity. There's characters that come back, but it's different. How do you think it's different from the original? What do you see as sort of a, you know, a continuity and also a difference between the two movies? Yeah, you know, one of my favorite things about this film, two of my favorite things actually, one is the opening because it is an homage. It is, you know, the exact world that you're in. Uh, it is obviously a song that a lot of people know <laughs> and, and immediately connect to this film. Uh, and so there's, you know, there's that, right? There's the nostalgia of that sure. and that connection to to again, what Tony created in that original. And Joe did such a beautiful job honoring that and paying homage to that. But then, you know, Tom always says, like, it took him, it took, it took this long to make this movie because technology wasn't where he wanted it to be to be able to make it. And, it, you know, uh, uh, actors getting in jets was like, you know, that, that, that wouldn't have been done at the time. And so it took a while to get there. And, and here we are. And it's now the right time to make this movie. And yeah, man, what a movie. But anyway, uh, you know, you, you the, the diversity, I think, sure. of this film is absolutely a beautiful thing. We are showing, again, I grew up in the service. So like for me, it is a world that I recognize, right, where you see so many different people from so many different backgrounds. Uh, and then also like having you know, Phoenix as a character in this film played by Monica, who is uh, as equally amazing and as kick-ass as her character, you know, representing women and holding it down for the ladies is also this amazing moment in this film. Uh, it's just, and then on top of that, you know, we are, we are showing the world, like we were, Tom and Joe and Jerry were literally creating what it is like to film a movie in a jet pulling g's going hundreds of miles an hour in real time because it's never been done before and it may never be done again and that is something that like audiences are also you know new and old are gonna see and i think immediately be like just blown away by how well it was captured i think you're right and you talked about diversity i mean I'm sure you're aware of this. It wasn't until 2020 that the Navy got its first um, African-American attack jet pilot, right? So this is a big deal. The cast, yourself, I mean, there's just it's just a, a really diverse thing. And what do you think that says to a young woman or man who's watching this and is considering, you know, a career in aviation, considering joining the military? 
representation matters clearly and that was a big push for this movie talk to me a little about that i mean what do you think you hope that young people who see this go away feeling yeah i mean you nailed it like representation matters and seeing yourself on screen matters and you know when you when you see it you believe it and it was something that was insanely important to tom and something that was insanely important to jerry um and you know, they they stayed true to that all the way through and made sure that there was a seat at the table for everyone. Yeah, that is, you know, again, like to to know that there's a generation, a younger generation of folks who will watch this movie and be inspired to to take up flight, join the Navy, become pilots, commercial you know, armed forces, private, whatever it may be to know that is mind blowing. Like it is, it is all you could hope for. Um, and it's just this, like, it's the gift that film gives us. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's a, I don't know. My heart is warm. I don't even know a, a <laughs> way to like explain it. It's just an amazing thing. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an amazing responsibility that I think none of us take lightly. Yeah. We all respect it and, and protect it and understand it. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I think that it goes without saying that there are people who are going to watch this movie and it's going to inspire them to do something. I mean, it's clearly yeah. that kind of emotion that it definitely strikes, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> one of the things that I, I got to say, Jay, you know, spending time in naval aviation a little bit, and uh, the thing that always surprised me was the call signs, right? I got to ask, you know, dealing, you must have dealt with these pilots and these a aviators, writ you know, ad nauseum. Did you ever come up with any, you know, call signs for yourself or for them? Was there anything that they, uh, you know, that they looked at? You, you know, we could never, uh, I don't know if we could ever beat any of the call signs they actually had. <laughs> and I'm sure you understand all. Yes, very much. So. We could never beat those um, because they obviously <laughs> typically come out of some embarrassing incident that these mm -hmm. folks have had in their life. And then it's one of those things. They go to this review board where everybody just starts throwing out names. And the one that you react the most negatively to is the one that you were going to be called for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's right. The rest of your, well, actually, the rest of your life. A lot of these folks, <laughs> which is also amazing, like, they call each other their call sign, whether they're in uniform, out of uniform, retired, still active, no matter what. Uh, so I don't think we could ever beat any of the names that they came up with for themselves. But we definitely tossed around names for us. I think we all came up with like, like I called I called Lewis Ralph for a little bit because you know he had an issue keeping his uh his breakfast down every time he flew. Uh, uh, we called we called Monica Marlboro uh, just as a nickname for her for for Monica Barbaro, uh, and also she was just like a pack of cigarettes. She was just cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we somebody called me Cheeks for a while, which I did not appreciate. Um, <laughs> They tried to make fun of me because they said my butt ate up the entire flight suit every time I stood up. I didn't really appreciate that. I did start running. Uh, my butt has gotten a little smaller since then. So uh, they can't call me that no more. Well, I think we're going to have to leave it there. Jay, don't call me Cheeks Ellis. <laughs> hey, Jay, if you got a call sign, you know you're one of the club. So you must have done a damn good job. It's a wonderful movie. I really enjoyed it, Jay. It's been, a, it's been an absolute blast talking to you. Thank you for going to see it, man. We appreciate it. I feel like I learned a lot on today's episode, didn't you? I mean, I, don't, I, not, I can't fly a plane now, but, you know, I can probably 
ride more comfortably in one? No, probably not. I'm still going to be anxious. Definitely going to be anxious. Um, but let me know what you think about today's episode. You can find me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you like what you just heard, go. Leave a little rating. Leave a little review. Tell people on social media. It helps a lot. We're doing cool things here. So please click that rating button. And for more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.